What is up, everybody? I am George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Heather C. So, so 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 5 is aired. We have a lot to talk about, so I'm not going to, like, waste any time because every single person made an appearance on this episode. Everybody was there. So I want to talk about Nicole and Mahmoud because there was a shower situation that I feel like we need to address, right? So we saw the bathroom. This an Egyptian bathroom. Apparently, they're all like this in Egypt. It's just kind of a open space. And the shower is kind of next to the toilet and the water just falls onto the floor. This was like really interesting for me because, you know, I'm not very cultured. I haven't been like all over the world, but apparently this is pretty normal. And I feel like it's a slip and fall hazard, right? I feel like wet floor and then like somebody takes a shower, then they leave, then someone goes in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and they might fall and hit their head. Like I was super terrified seeing that. Like, how did you feel seeing this shower situation? Um, this actually isn't the first time I've seen something like that. Um, they actually have that in some of like the older houses in America. Um, but basically you don't use the bathroom as like the only bathroom in the house. So like you would have like, that would be like your locker room bathroom type of thing, you know, where you could like shower, go to the bathroom, whatever, but you wouldn't really use it as like both because like you said, it would be wet. Um, I never got the concept of it though. Cause it's kind of like weird, but I guess it, if it, it beats peeing and down the drain in the shower, you just use the bathroom. So, um, I don't know. I so like, I wasn't really shocked by it. Cause like I said, I've seen it before. But I know for her being their main bathroom, that would have to suck because it's like your socks will get wet. You got to squeegee the floor. So um, she already is having struggles with, you know, being there and stuff. So I'm sure this just adds to it. <laughs> well, she wanted to go in the bathroom and cry about her life choices, and they wouldn't even let her do that. Like, Mahmoud and his mom was like, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. Like, they wouldn't even give her that moment. And she's like, geez, if I could just have one moment to just cry about all these decisions that I made, you know, that would just make it a little bit better. So let's talk about this friend situation. She wants to meet Mahmoud's friends. And apparently in his culture, it's not customary because apparently he has like four or five best friends that he grew up with. He's never met their wives before. And it, I know to Americans, we're like, that sounds odd. But to him, this is just completely normal. And actually upon meeting them, Nicole realized how awkward it was because they're not actually accustomed to meeting people's wives either. It just made for a very awkward thing. And she was like, I probably should have listened to Mahmoud when he told me, you know, this isn't something that we do because she kind of feels like, well, I need to get over here and meet new people and, and make this my home and get accustomed to people. But she has to understand, she's asking Mahmoud to change his culture for her. But at the same time, she's telling Mahmoud she doesn't want to adapt to his culture because he told her flat out, he was like, look, my culture, don't ask me to do that. That's not what we do. And she's like, oh, well, you need to compromise and change change for me. But Nicole, you're not actually compromising or changing for Mahmoud. That's not fair. You need to put on the gab and you need to do those things and then he can meet you halfway. It's only fair when they're going to meet each other halfway. I never understood. And this goes for like multiple couples that go on the show. Like a lot of them said that like they've talked for quite some time. Like maybe they've never met before or they've flown over there before. Why does it seem like it's always a surprise when they find out something? Like, all the times that they've ever talked on the phone, communicated, like, it never came up like, 
hey, if we pursue this relationship, I'm going to need you to obey by my religion. I'm going to need you to wear these type of clothes. Um, just so you know, it's not cool if you hang out with me and my friends. Like, I just, I am so dumbfounded by the fact that like, and I'm not just speaking upon them. I'm talking about any 90 day person in the world. Like, why is this that none of this stuff ever came up in communication? Like, I know if I'm trying to pursue something with somebody long-term, like I can see them as my future husband. I want to start a family with them. I'm moving there <laughs> from America. Like, I would want to know, no surprises. Like, mm -hmm. do you have another family? Do you have to marry multiple people? Like, do you have other children? Like, just whatever I need to know that would be a life change thing for either myself, for our relationship. Just be straightforward. Mm -hmm. So she's already been to this country before and she's left <laughs> because of this. I don't know why, other than her loving him, I don't see why she would think that anything would be different. It's still the same country. It's still the same guy. So, I mean, I I know he loves her and he's trying to stretch his beliefs and religion as far as he can without, you know, causing too much grief. But I don't see how this relationship is ever going to be 100% successful because she's living in the mind of an American yeah, and not as a woman who's transitioning to live in his country. So I don't know. I think that what, it's really hard when people seem to mix different countries and everything. And it, it's, it's really difficult because we're stuck on our mindset and they're stuck on theirs. And it's hard for anybody wanting to meet anybody halfway because you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So speaking of moving to other countries, I want to talk about Gabe, who is not only moving to Colombia, he's moving his business. He has his own company where he makes underwear for trans people to make them feel more confident and, and themselves in their own skin. And he wants to move that entire business to another country. And the logistics of that we've learned in this situation are very difficult. But one thing I want to point out, none of Gabe and Isabel's issues are relationship based. They are doing fine. They are doing amazing. The issues that they're having are with his business because there's measurements and, and things of that nature in Colombia. They do it differently. Like Gabe was like, I don't even know how much I weigh here because they don't weigh things in pounds you know the measurements are different and he kind of feels like Isabel has to take control of his business and he's kind of just an assistant and he said that he has issues with his stamp for his company like when you order something they come in like a box and it has their company logo on right. it or it comes in like a little plastic bag with their company logo he left those in Miami and apparently he said it takes 30 days oh for God. something to come from America to Colombia. And let's not even forget to mention, he said that he has a ton of pre-orders that he has not even started on. He has zero product available and he has nothing going on. He has all these emails coming in from people like, where are my boxers? Where are my underwear? And he has no idea when he's going to be able to get his business back up and running. Now, I feel like their relationship is very strong and I'm really happy about that because they have spent a lot of time together. They are honest with each other, but I feel like the business side of it is where things are going to go wrong because he needs to make the money to take care of their family and if he's unable to get his business up and running in a timely manner you know these things can really hurt your business if you have a huge time 
crunch and you don't get orders out on time, people leave reviews, things get around and people will stop ordering from you. So I'm really worried about that. Like their relationship, I'm not worried about it at all. They're communicating well. Their families are meshing well. Everything is good. This business situation is just what's crazy for me. Yeah, I agree. I really like Gabe and Isabel. I think that their relationship is great. I love the support that she gives him and how um, even though she knows the truth, she's completely fine with it. She doesn't treat Mm -hmm. him any differently. And same thing with her kids, like just everybody just welcoming, you know, and I love that. I think that it's great how like she kind of like took over and kind of steered the ship, so to speak, in the business aspect, because he is in her country. And even though he speaks the the language, great. <laughs> um, there's still like a lot, like you said, like the measurements and everything like that. And she lives there. So she's used to it. So I think like she would make a great business partner. And it's not like she is trying to get on payroll or take a cut or anything. She just looks like she generally wants to help him because she can see that he's stressed. Um, I think that if, if his business is really, 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 really successful, maybe he could find somebody that he loves or trusts, whether it be a family member, a relative, a sibling, a friend, somebody back in the States that maybe can run the business And maybe he can do like the ordering, like, okay, I need to get 62 boxers to like this, that, and the other, and then they ship it out. So that way it's going from like America and it doesn't take as long. Maybe try to look into something like that. So you're not trying to, because think about it, they only have 90 days to figure out if they even are going to make the relationship work. (laughs) So now you're adding the stress of a business on top of it. So I think like, I'm not saying put your business on the back burner because that's your money, but maybe see if somebody can help while you're gone so that way you can do both. All right, so I want to jump over to the Dominican Republic because we watched some scenes with Danielle and Johan, which kind of makes us feel like their marriage is on the rocks. So Sophie, who is Danielle's friend from New York, visited the Dominican Republic because she wanted to grill Johan and make sure that he isn't a swanky panky, even though it's kind of late, right? Because Danielle and Johan are married. And they're basically living together like she's there to find an apartment. She hasn't found one yet, but they're basically there to be together. And she wanted to kind of grill him. But she did get some information that hit Danielle a little hard. So apparently Johan told Danielle that one of his exes lost a baby. So apparently that story was distorted. The baby was actually uh, subject to an abortion, which Danielle sees those as two different situations. Now, she's not upset about the abortion. She's upset that she feels like Johan lied to her. So here's my question. So remember when Danielle told Johan that they were going to live in New York when they got married and things were going to be good. And then she knew that that wasn't true. So isn't it the same thing? Like he told the story a different way, but didn't she also tell a story a different way because she told him that they were going to live together in NYC and he was going to be able to become American citizen. And that wasn't true her intentions because when she told us at the beginning of the season, she was like, he still believes that, but that's not actually what's going to happen. So I feel like both of them are distorting stories, right? But I feel like she's calling him a liar. She called him a toxic human being for doing this. And I don't know. I feel like that necessarily wasn't as important. Like, is it? Okay. So I'm going to ask you this. If you have an ex and you hypothetically speaking, had an abortion with that ex and you're with a new person, is it customary for you to tell that person because i always felt like an abortion is personal medical history 
and it's not supposed to be shared with people because just like when you go to the hospital, they can't give anyone your medical history because that's personal. So how do you feel about that? I think that they don't see eye to eye and they're really struggling, but it's probably fixable because I do see that there is dishonesty in both parts. Would you tell the person that you're with that you had an abortion previously with somebody in the past? Like, is that something that you need to disclose? Um, that's a really personal thing. Um, I think that because they are married, I think that it's okay to share that information, but because that's your information, I think it should be when you're ready. Um, it's different in their situation because he wasn't the one that had the abortion. The girl did. So it's not really his story to tell, even though it would have been his kid. So it should have been a little easier for him to tell her than for Mm. a woman. Because a woman, you know, you might feel judged. You might feel, you know, this, that, and the other. Where a man is just kind of like, it's out of my control. The girl wanted to do it. I just supported her. So I think in this case scenario, it should have been easier. Um, I don't think that she is out of character for getting upset. Because you can't tell a person why to be upset or why not to be upset. So, um, but just like you said, I mean, he could have been upset because he could have wanted the American dream and he thought he was going to get it and he settled down with her and it didn't happen. I mean, although that would have made him look like a gold digger and he was in it for a green card, he should love her regardless. And maybe that's what she thought. She was like, well, I changed my mind. And if you love me, you love me. I really think that this relationship is doomed to fail. I don't think he really (laughs) loves her. He's too quick to like throw the relationship away. But that's just solely my opinion. It does look like that. Because when she confronted him, he was like, oh, well, if I'm toxic, if I'm a liar, leave me. End it now. Let's not do this anymore. That is something that you find strange. You're married. You're building a life together. And you're so quick to just throw it away. That is. If I'm not, if I'm not correct, then please (laughs) set the record straight right here on the George Mossy podcast. Let me know if I'm wrong. (laughs) Let us know here at the George Mossy show. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for part one. We have to come back for part two because we have finally met Osama. We have finally met him in his own element. And there's a lot to talk about. I'm George Mossy. Thank you so much to my co-host Heather C for joining me. Make sure you're following me at George Mossy, georgemossy.com and anywhere you get your podcast. And please follow my co-host too as well. Her links are right here at the bottom. We will talk to all of you guys very soon.